We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I mean, look for the methods that God uses sometimes to bring these promises into effect. I mean, it might be a business deal. It might be a land investment. It might be many different things. Things that you didn't expect to happen. God will supply that need. But while you're asleep, see, that soil is working. And it's searching the avenues of God's wisdom. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. He says, What man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Now, he's talking about the human spirit, see. This compares with what Proverbs says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, that's the human spirit. The human spirit is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly or his innermost being. So we know he's talking about where the kingdom is here. Now, Paul says, What man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man? In other words, you don't know all about you. You don't know all about what you need, but your human spirit does. Then he says, Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God does. So if your spirit knows all about you, the saw, now the spirit's the saw down here, knows all about you. God's spirit knows all about God. If you get those two spirits together, you've contacted the source of all knowledge. So the things you have planted down there, what your spirit does is goes to God's spirit at night and says... I'm calling for the information to find out how to have his needs supplied according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And that he has no lack and that he has abundance. So that's what it calls for from the spirit world, from God, who is a spirit. And that information will be transferred from the spirit of God to your human spirit. And then weeks and days and months later, you won't know how. But the blade springs up. And you get an idea. And you just know it's from God. Because it is. You think, where did that come from? See, it springs up and he doesn't know how. It came from what you said. You posed the question in there by that promise. See, your spirit has that promise conceived in it. My needs are met. I have abundance, no lack. But it's not that way in the natural. So the question goes from your spirit to the spirit of God. How do we bring this to pass? Now see, the soul is designed, the heart, spirit man, is designed of God to produce. Can you see that? From what this fourth chapter of Mark says, the soul is the production center. The soul is the heart of the spirit of man. It's designed to produce it. So the question goes, how do we bring this to pass? And while you're asleep, the answers come from the spirit of God. Then you may be driving down the highway someday just minding your own business. And you get an idea. Hmm, wonder why I never thought of that before. Because you never planted the seed before. And God can give you And I did that will supply your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How did it come? Came by Christ Jesus or the word of God. See, now this is why that people criticize the message. They don't understand this, see. 
And they think you're trying to make it come to pass by just forcing God into something, by quoting what he said. No, we're not trying to force God into something. We're just trying to plant the seed. You know, those same people, now they're intelligent people. See, they don't need your criticism, they need your prayers. You're going to have to keep the right attitude. Kind of like somebody said, you have to have a checkup from the neck up every once in a while to keep from getting hardening of the attitudes. <laughs> now, you all write that down. A checkup from the neck up to keep from getting hardening of the attitudes. Because sometimes people criticize things because they don't understand it. And, you know, if you're not careful, you'll get the wrong attitude about it. Well, we need to pray for them, not criticize them. But I see these people, intelligent people, they wouldn't go out to a farmer and say, uh, well, now you're just trying to force God to do something by planting those seeds. No, he's not trying to force God to do something. He's just tapping into what God's provided, see. This is God's law. Seed time and harvest, day and night, cold and heat, long as this earth remaineth. That's the way it works. You just can't get around it. That's the way it works. So the relation is here is bringing the correlation between the way the soil works and the seed time and harvest on the earth and the soil that God put in you. Now, I may have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. And you need to write it down. In the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden was Adam's total supply. Everything that he needed in life came from that garden. Now, his spiritual relationship was with God. I'm talking about the physical and the things of life, you know, that he needed was in that garden. Produced everything that he needed. When we were born again, or when the kingdom of God came within us, see, Jesus told his disciples, pray the kingdom of God would come, and that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, Jesus was telling them, it's not that way, but you pray that it'll get that way. So it is the will of God. It is possible when the kingdom of... In other words, this is the essence of what Jesus said. It is possible that when the kingdom of God has come, that the will of God can be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see what I'm talking about? Now, what's he saying? The kingdom that came on the day of Pentecost and got inside the believers is a part of the same kingdom. In fact, it's the same kingdom be set up in the New Jerusalem. It's a different manifestation of that kingdom. It is as capable of supplying your every need as the Garden of Eden was to Adam. In fact, you could call it the garden spot. You have a garden inside you. That garden will produce, lead you to, bring the wisdom to you to gain any promise of God's Word concerning you. But you have to sow it in there. God has furnished seed for the sower. Can you see that? See, hook that up with what the Apostle Paul said. Seed for the sower. The seed is the word of God. The soil is the heart. Now, the corresponding action. Your corresponding action toward your need being met would be to thank God and praise God that my needs are met. Now, if, now listen very closely to what I'm going to say, because there's a lot of confusion about this. If you pray, believe when you pray. That's what Jesus said. Mark eleven twenty four. What's everything you desire? When you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, the them he's talking about is them things you prayed. 
You understand that? So pray the desire. Don't pray the problem because you're going to receive them things you prayed. If you pray them problems, you're going to receive them problems because you'll have more faith in them problems than you do the answer. So pray the desire. The desire is the answer. What is the answer to financial crisis? Abundance. Abundance. So pray the desire. Pray for them to be manifest. Now, when you pray, believe. Not after you have the manifestation, you believe when you pray. Now faith is the substance of. It's now when you believe. Well, what time would it be if you prayed this afternoon at 2 o'clock? It would be now if you prayed then. Whenever you pray, it would be now. So you believe now. You believe what? Believe you received them. Now you don't have them yet. We're not trying to say you've already got it. In the spirit realm, if you've conceived it in faith, as far as God's concerned, you have it. But you don't have the manifestation of it. It says you shall have them. You shall possess them. Now don't go out and try to make people believe you already got it. That's what some people think corresponding action is. It's telling people, I've got a car, or I've got this need met. I've already got it, I've already... That's lying. Now I don't know any other way to say it. It's lying. See, because of a lack of understanding in this area, sometimes people got over into just fat lying about it. If you convince somebody that you have something you really don't have, then you've lied about it. If they heard you confessing the Word of God and assumed that you already had it, then you didn't lie. They just heard you calling that thing into manifestation. You see what I'm talking about? So don't go out and tell everybody that you've already got something you don't have. That is not the corresponding action. The corresponding action is to praise God for it. Thank you, Father. I believe I've received it. Blessed be God. And then part of the corresponding action, now write this down, part of the corresponding action would be not to pray for that again. The same way. Don't pray for that again. If you believed you received it, don't pray for it again. Don't ask God for it again. Praise Him that you've received it. Now you see what I'm saying? If you pray for it again the same way, the next morning, then you are not having corresponding action toward that. Now, don't let this get you in bondage, because we're not talking about the prayer of intercession here. There's a lot of confusion about this. Somebody said, well, you know, the Bible says to just keep on keeping on. Persistence of faith. But you see, when you say persistence of faith, it's different than when you say persistence in something else. Persistence of faith would be that he asked for bread and he stood his ground until he received the bread. He didn't ask anymore. Persistence of faith believes they received but held fast to their faith until the manifestation comes. They didn't keep asking. If you believed you received, why did you ask again? Now you see what I'm talking about? That would be corresponding action. Part of the corresponding action would be not to just keep praying about the same thing. Now, see, we don't like that corresponding action sometimes. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that this week we have a CD offer number 7228. It's called Faith's Corresponding Action. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Faith's Corresponding Action. Now, when it comes to faith... 
You know, James says, faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. That's what the word works meant in the King James. When it says works, it means corresponding action. In other words, you must have some action that corresponds to what you believe. And that's what James was talking about. He said, if a man is destitute of food and you say, I have faith that you'll find some food or you'll be clothed. Well, he says, faith without some corresponding action is not really faith. You've got to put some action to your faith. But yet, faith's corresponding action. How far can you go with corresponding action if you don't have full manifestation? Now, see, there's been some things that have been misunderstood concerning this matter. And you have people writing, they call them faith checks. They're not faith checks, they're hot checks. And they think this way, well, this proves that I have faith because I'm going to write the check and I'm going to put it in the mail and God has to put the money in my bank account before the check gets there. No, they'll probably be in jail before God puts the money in their bank account because it's not God's responsibility, it's their responsibility. Well, how far can you go with corresponding action? Well, I believe I have abundance, so I'm going to write the check. That's all right, write the check, put it in the dresser drawer, but don't mail it until the money is in the bank because that's illegal. And God doesn't bless it when you're breaking the law. Faith's corresponding action, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.